It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. Time for our weekly look at one of the most interesting communities in America, uh, perhaps the world, Atlantic City, New Jersey. And we're lucky enough to have one of New Jersey's finest journalists on with us today. He's a reporter for NJ Advanced Media's State House Bureau in Trenton, Brent Johnson. Brent, thanks for getting up early for us. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to be here. Uh, no, the pleasure is all ours. So, uh, Brent, just so folks understand uh, the bulk of the work that you do, most of your work, I guess, is covering the state legislature and the state capitol. Yeah, yeah, and Governor Murphy as well. Okay, and, you know, you tweeted a day or two ago um, a very amusing anecdote involving two of my favorite people, one I've never met and one who I know pretty well, and that's Dick Cody and Mikhail Gorbachev. You shared on Twitter a story that you had with former New Jersey Governor Dick Cody about an interaction that he had with Gorbachev. Uh, you know, I don't mean to spring this out on you uh, last minute, but do you remember what he told you? Yeah, uh, he, he gave me a call after uh, Mr. Gorbachev died and uh told me the story about how Gorbachev came on a speaking tour in New Jersey when he was governor uh, about, you know, uh, 20 years ago almost. And uh, he, he, was, he, he came to Trenton and he, and he visited the governor's office, the only time that a former Russian leader visited the governor's office like that. And he was about to go out to Seton Hall to do his next uh, stop on the speaking tour. And uh, Cody asked him, you know, oh, you making any money? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, they're paying me. And he said, so is capitalism good? And Gorbachev goes, yeah, capitalism is good. And uh, he said he was a very nice man, a very great interaction, and that it was good to have him in the office there. Well, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. I always love hearing about uh, interactions that different people from different walks of life uh, have with uh, with one another. That's uh, that's pretty neat. All right. Um, so the big news that people all over the region, people all over the casino world are watching is the headline story in a story that you covered for NJ.com. Atlantic City casinos are not entitled to more tax breaks, New Jersey judge says, in striking down the law. So give us the the lowdown here, Brent. What's the background? Why was this in court? What was at stake here? And why did the judge rule the way he did? Yeah, at the end of last year, um, the casino industry was pushing for a law 
to boost a set of tax breaks that they got back in 2016. Um, about five, six years ago, the, the state of the industry was in really bad shape, and they were, they were about to see possibly more casinos closed. So they passed a law that instead of taxes, the casinos would make payments every year to the city to try and help them out. Uh, you know, six years later, the, the pandemic hit and they said, you know, we need more we need more tax breaks in order to survive. So the state legislature, including the state Senate, which was run by Steve Sweeney, a South Jersey politician, um, passed this this tax break, giving them tens of thousands more dollars and tens of millions of more dollars in tax breaks every year. And the governor signed it in December. And people pushed back on it and said, you know, this, this is giving special treatment to the casinos and going to hurt taxpayers because taxpayers will have to fund more of the government. And so uh, a conservative group sued saying that, you know, casinos shouldn't get special tax break treatment. And the judge sided with them uh, this week saying that, no, the Constitution, this is not this is not uh, in the state constitution that they should not be allowed to get favorable tax treatment. And so now the state says they're going to appeal uh, because this law is needed, and and critics are saying, well, the casino industry is doing a lot better than it was a few years ago, so this isn't even needed. Now, so that's kind of where we're at now. So explain to folks why this was an issue to begin with. Why wouldn't um, why wouldn't the state and why wouldn't the municipality want these casinos spending as much money as much money in taxes as they could? The the argument that casinos made many years ago was that. The, the tax their their tax revenue was kind of iffy because of the state of the industry and if they were able to make taxes uh, if they were able to make payments instead of taxes it would it would be easier for them mm. and make sure that the city would be able to get some sort of money with the uncertainty of the tax base and that's pretty much what's carried in the last six years that's how they've done it they've made tens of millions of dollars of payments um, every quarter to the state. And that was the argument was that, that at least the, the state and city would be able to get this money from them instead of the uncertainty of the tax revenue. But critics argue that, you know, things have gotten a lot better for casinos um, and that they now are able to make their tax payments. And this puts an undue burden on uh, taxpayers because they then have to pay more. Um, and and uh, Steve Sweeney and a few other politicians and apparently Governor Murphy for signing the law said that, this is needed because um, there's still a threat of casinos closing or, or at the very least, people losing their jobs if this law didn't go into effect. I tell you, this is so bizarre and so strange. Uh, this has got to be the first instance uh, I can remember in any state and a long, as a longtime observer of state government of a state going to court and wanting an entity to pay less in taxes. And this has got to be a first. It, it is. It's a. It's a strange story, but things like this in Atlantic City are. I think, as you mentioned, it's an unusual community, in in the sense that the, almost like Las Vegas to a much smaller scale, the casinos are the main form of economy there in many ways, and this is a city that helps run the economy of South Jersey. It's considered an economic engine down there, so it's just. It's, a, it's just a strange place in a strange city, unlike many places in the world. That, that is for sure. So you indicated that the state is going to appeal this decision. What is the time frame? Uh, what's uh, what's likely to be the next step in this whole process? Well, that would likely be that the state would appeal. And, and, and now you have the question of, does that mean the casinos immediately have to start uh, paying back taxes immediately? Uh, I would imagine that 
uh, there might be a, uh, an injunction or a court hearing to try and stop that. This, I mean, this could drag on. This has already taken eight months because this law was passed in December. Um, and so it's, it's been eight, nine months since then. So I could see this dragging on for a while. The question is, what happens to this money? Um, so that's that's immediately unclear in the interim. It's uh, going to be very, very interesting. Do we have any idea if um, the the claim by Steve Sweeney and others that these casinos would close and lay off people if they had to make the proper tax payment. Do we have any idea if that's true? Is there any objective uh, data that suggests that's true or untrue? The, uh, Steve Sweeney never uh, brought hard evidence to the table, although he said the casinos told him personally that they were in threat of closing and that this was the fear um, but uh, ProPublica and the press of Atlantic City did a report saying that the casino industry was already on the rebound before this law mm. passed and that um, after all the losses of the pandemic, they were starting to do better, which is true because the state reports the casino um, and gambling revenue uh, every month and, and things have improved. Um, but, the, but basically, the casinos argue that it's still unstable, that there's no certainty and that in-person gambling is still down. Hmm. Yes, uh, sports betting and online gaming revenue is up, but not as many people have been going to casinos. So no, there's never been hard evidence, but the, the the industry is saying this is something we need. And Sweeney said we should listen to them. What do we know about this group, uh, Liberty and Prosperity, that filed the challenge to the constitutionality of this law in court? They're a conservative group, and their leader, Seth Grossman, a former congressional candidate and Atlanta County freeholder, has said they just want to make sure the state constitution is is being followed here, that the constitution does not support a single group or person getting preferential tax treatment. So they're a group that, that is conservative in nature and tries to make sure that the constitution is being followed, and that's their goal here. They think that um, – the taxpayers of Atlantic City are being ripped off. Mm. Yeah, no, I know Seth Grossman. He, he's a little wacky, but he's an interesting guy, certainly a smart guy, as uh, eccentric as he might be. I mean, we may have to get him on this show to uh, to do a victory lap and uh, explain what his uh, motivation behind a lot of this is. But this is one of those rare issues where I could see people on the left and the right both kind of saying the same thing, which is, yeah, the casinos should pay their fair share in taxes. Yeah, it's it's again it's it's a strange story because you don't see this many places. Uh, it's kind of something that could unite both sides of the fence, and you know, you, you, it's someone it, it it touches on all types of things. People who care about industry and business, and people who care about good government. It's just it's it's a real fascinating story, even if you've never. You know, you know, rolled a pair of dice at at Atlantic City Casino. All right. While while I have you here, you know, uh, state government and the goings on politically in New Jersey better than anybody. You've certainly covered former New Jersey Governor uh, Chris Christie. Chris Christie ran for president, of course, in 2016, and uh, he's been very critical of uh, Donald Trump on television and in the media and elsewhere. What is the smart money saying about uh, Christie's likelihood of running for president again in 2024, whether or not Trump jumps into the race or not? You know, if I were a betting man in Atlantic City, I would say that <laughs> that Christie will run for president again. Um, you know, and you don't really see a, a downside for him. I mean, he, he's not in office. He doesn't have to give anything up. He has a platform on television. Um, you know, I, I don't see why he wouldn't run, even if Trump got in. You know, why not? What do you have to lose? Um, and, you know, he's still a, a popular, I mean, I don't know about popular in the state, but still a figure that everybody knows 
and would uh, would immediately recognize, you know. So I, I definitely see that as a strong possibility. I know Governor Christie's um, father and I think his brother and I believe even his wife all did very well financially. But these days, do we know what uh, Chris Christie's primary means of making a living is? Besides his gig on ABC television, he also has a consulting firm um, uh, that does all kinds of political work. Mm. So he's actually, you know, you could argue he's doing better now than he ever he ever did in the past because he was in government for a long time as U.S. attorney and then as governor. Um, so and and his gig on ABC keeps him uh, in the public eye. Sure, gives him a platform to to discuss uh, his views. So yeah, he, I mean, he's still very much uh, someone who you will you will see and. Likely we'll see run. Obviously, New Jersey, unlike New York and a lot of other states, has term limits for their governor. Christie was term limited, and now Murphy is term limited. Uh, there's been some talk of uh, Governor Murphy running for president, whether if Biden doesn't run again in 2024 or down the line in 2028. What is the smart money? What are the Atlantic City odds makers saying about the prospect of Governor Murphy running for president? I think that's also pretty high. I mean, it's possible you could see three New Jersey candidates. You could see Booker. Murphy and Christie in in the primaries there, but but yeah, I mean that, that's been the people around Murphy. Uh, it's been known that think he'd be a good uh, middle of the progressive road, kind of like kind of leads both ways. He has a progressive record, and he also is not as threatening as some other progressives uh, seen that way. So if Biden doesn't run, he's definitely one of the many names he'd be considered. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that also could happen. Uh, uh, Brent Johnson will be uh, reading you in the pages of NJ.com. Thanks for taking the time. I know it's early. Maybe we'll see you down there in Atlantic City when you're placing your bets on Murphy or Christie. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Brent Johnson. Check him out in NJ.com. Uh, you can also follow him on uh, on Twitter. He has a lot of interesting tweets about uh, about New Jersey politics, including that anecdote that Gorbachev and uh, Dick, to- Dick Cody shared. You can find him on Twitter at JohnsB01. Hey, we'll take your calls in a moment, 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. 